Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost and host of the Xbox Expansion Pass. And I am joined by my big brother and yours, the host of Season Gaming's BitCast, the co-host of Cast Co-op, the editor-in-chief of SeasonGaming.com, the man who owns so many statues, it's absurd, a guy who broke his leg not too long ago, got back out onto the hockey rink, and he's still out there ditching five-year-olds into the boards, a man who once <laughs> shaved his head and never went back. He was there on January 6th, a guy for our freedom, Mr. Ainsley Whoa, Gordon. whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, don't put that out there. That's such a great <laughs> intro until that moment. I know, wow. you had to ruin it. You had to ruin it right at the end. <laughs> Jeez Louise. That was well played, sir, well played. What's going on, everyone? Good to see everyone. <laughs> Kevin said, oh, God, that escalated. <laughs> I was trying to just sneak it in there. <laughs> You know, oh. you know what they say, right? Is every uh, every oh, I'm gonna forget it now, but you're pointing that out because it's an admission of yourself. Oh, um, oh. yeah, <laughs> since when have blonde hair, blue eyed people made those mistakes? I can't imagine. <laughs> it's like I just blended in, they couldn't see. I was <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, these comparisons the past few years have been great. Thanks, America. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Ainsley Bowden, host of the big cast, you're doing well. I'm glad to have you, but we are also joined by host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, uh, Mr. Five Star himself, Joseph Moran. How are you, buddy? Oh, my God. I was waiting for, like, my turn. That was very tame. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'll Mr. do a five. five. Star. I mean, that's good. Yeah, I'm a five-star man, you know? Oh, jeez. That's, right. that's right. Joe had a recent win in his personal life that I just right. I can't knock this man down while he's riding high. You I really uh, am. Yeah, you should DM to, to Ainsley. That sure, I absolutely. I will. Yeah, no, that one. no, it'll be. Us. I better have pictures. Oh, I'll have a few. Joe, <laughs> no. you've had a, a good old time on the trophy room. A lot of good stuff coming PlayStation's way, man. I guess I just can't order any of it. Thanks a lot, PlayStation Direct. Here I am waiting for the PlayStation VR two, and uh, yet again hit out hit with the checkout error. I go on. Uh, so, so PSVR 2, not mine, don't have it, not pre-ordered because it won't let me check out. Um, it says, error with this transaction, go to PlayStation support. I went to PlayStation support, and they're so great, they said they don't know what's going on, and they can't help me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I just have to wait for the PlayStation VR 2 uh, if and when it comes to other retailers. So, you know, that's a win. Nice, man. Maybe yeah. what you should try is like start like a PlayStation podcast, right? Hoping okay. you can grow it and make it very successful. So you bring yeah. a lot of awareness to the PlayStation brand. Yeah. Maybe then they'll let you order stuff. Just a thought. Uh, you know what? I, I've done that, Ains. And believe it or not, not even any. Still either. not working. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, pre it's pretty crazy how, how they'll ignore you, you know. But other okay. than that, I'm doing fantastic. Honestly, I can't <laughs> complain. All right, so there, here's a question. It's kind of just occurring to me in the moment. Uh, I was able to order you the Dual Sense Five. Yeah, no, that's not what's it nope. called. Dual Sense Edge. Dual Sense Five. Yeah, whatever. What happened dual... to two, three, and four? <laughs> I thought we were on those. It's because Dual Shock. Because it's the fifth controller. It's yeah. it would have been the fifth Dual Shock if it had been a Dual Shock, right? Sure. Yeah, but it's Dual Sense. 
Okay, so past. so the edge, the so that was like it's like what two two hundred two fifty two hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay, two hundred bucks. So that's two hundred, and then if you had gotten PSVR two, which I, I expect that you will at some point, that's like six hundred bucks. You'd be sure. spending eight hundred dollars on. On not the system yeah 900 with tax on not the system for playstation right. products next year uh yep. not counting games correct and yeah ains i get you we knew you would because you got you know <laughs> slaves and interns in the back uh churning out stuff for you but but are you okay with that like as a playstation gamer sure whatever i like i really like vr i wanted to succeed i wanted to mm-hmm. support it yeah. um i really want to play you know horizon call of the wild i want a pro controller out of playstation mm-hmm. and the dual sense is exactly that so i'm gonna go purchase that buy it uh because i want back buttons <laughs> and yeah. uh you know and, and the special little trigger things so yeah no i'm totally i'm totally okay with forking over that cash again mm-hmm. like when it comes to the vr thing it's really split in hairs it's a mm-hmm. f- for the money you'd be getting an index without a pc so i think i'm okay spending that amount of money for playstation vr too but we'll see if playstation will let me purchase things from them because <laughs> who knows hey, ains what about you is that too much money on on supplementary playstation experiences uh for like one year or a six month period or anything i don't think so i think that um i don't know my opinion has been that the the old kind of adage of uh, console owners being uh, opposed to spending uh, premium amounts, I would say, on accessories or things like that. I think those days are gone. I think the whole thing that used to be a console won't sell if it's over two ninety nine. I mean, we see that's wrong nowadays. The Series X and PS5 are selling faster than any prior generation. Um, people buy the Elite Series 2 like bonkers. That's a $200 controller pretty much with tags. Mm-hmm um i mean you know those accessories accessories sell extremely well so i don't think so i think how you use um, vr it could be you know (laughs) true um so no i don't think you know i think that's just the price for more of a higher end product today i'm Mm -hmm. glad i'm one of those people that kind of said psvr1 was cool but it was cheap uh it was low end and i really wanted them to do better with psvr2 even if it costs more and they did so um you know i'm one of those people that thinks I wish the Series X and PS5 were 800 and we got even higher end models. That's me. Um, but I I get why we got what we get, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. But yeah, I, I think we're past the point. I think the PSVR 2, what I'm trying to say, and the Edge in particular will sell just fine. It's funny because uh, we've had a lot of conversations in the last few years and months and then recently on, on XCP specifically with a couple of guests, the idea of the race to the bottom. And what it means to to get your game out there. We have so many games that launch free to play. Uh, they want you in the door. We saw the Series S. You missed like half your mouth with that. That was yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> we watched that happen. We all, yeah, we all, we all <laughs> roll the tape. We back. all noticed. We all noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's unavoidable. Don't play coy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, what for for audio listeners, Ains tried to eat a protein bar and missed like half of it. Yep. It fell out of his mouth. <laughs> it's a real thing that happened, Ains. Um, so anywho. Uh, the idea of race to the bottom, get people in barrier to entry series S is low cost. You can play on any controller you want via X cloud. And then next to that juxtaposed to that 
we've got high-end models of consoles we've got supplementary experiences i mean mm -hmm. uh I, I worded it in a way that might accidentally sound inflammatory but to get the full playstation experience in 2023 you're spending close to a thousand dollars just on hardware uh to get the full playstation if you want to call it that that's a lot of money right I think uh, that's I think it's kind of a misnomer a little bit. Um, yeah, because I mean, what what does full PlayStation experience yeah. even mean? If if your classification of full PlayStation experience includes VR two, then what's a full Xbox experience? Like uh, I don't know what that means. That's a, that's a fair question. I mean, that's a a fair question. I I don't know how to word it better. I guess you would say to not miss out on what PlayStation is bringing its gamers. I guess I was trying to find a way to a simpler way of saying okay. That. So, um, like, if you want to experience everything that PlayStation First Party is going to make. Sure. Yeah. Bring to the table. Yeah. I mean, that's that seems like a lot of money to ask your customer customer base. Just, counterpoint, like, mind you, and, and just to be clear for anyone that, that is unaware, like, I'd be very interested in, in Xbox side of this, right? And putting on a Master Chief helmet and seeing that overlay and, and super, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be very interested in that. I'm just curious if that's not a... Uh, no, we got it. You're a, you're a fanboy. <laughs> well, I would say that, like, if, bot, if, if that's what we're thinking about, right? Like, X, it may, it's not a one to one, obviously, but like, mm -hmm. Xbox has a first party of studio in World's Edge that makes games that are only on PC. Mm -hmm. um, at least for now, we heard Age of Empires is coming to Xbox next year. But, you know, oh, like, nice. there's things, and PC Game Pass has different games on it than Xbox Game Pass has, and you sure. need a PC to play those. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't think that's, there's a lot of merit in that. Gotcha. Label, okay. in my opinion. No, that's a good call. Joe, do you agree with him on that one? No, yeah, one hundred and ten percent agree. Yeah, I, I I think it's like full experience. Well, what what's a full experience to you is going to be a you know not to me. So like you know you could not be into PSVR, so you don't buy the headset. You're not missing out on anything if you're not into it. Just like you know, for people who want to buy the Elite controller, it's there. And for those that don't, and they're fine with what they got. It's there for you. It's just it's just options. So I don't I don't yeah I don't think it's the full experience. There's just experiences there if you want them, you have them at your discretion. Yeah. Do you both join me in expecting that despite the price points, PSVR is going to be a, a hit and sell out kind of the first two or three waves? Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I said today, like the my biggest fear with PSVR two is it's going to get vetted. Uh, where, you know, they support it for a year or two pretty broadly. It doesn't sell enough, whatever their expectations are, and then they kind of abandon it. That's what I'm I'm hoping does not happen, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, it feels like they're all in. If you look at their um, if you look at their investment strategy for the next three years in terms of first party and de software development, like VR and mobile are, are in there pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I hope so, I guess is the, the short answer. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, that's cool. I was just curious. It, a lot of cool announcements on the PlayStation hardware side of late. Uh, and, and so yeah. it, to me, it's just exciting to see new tech come to mainstream is not the right word. Console gaming. But like, I guess the, the interest levels that I have to me, this is console gaming. This is more of a mainstream thing, whereas VR has existed as a niche in the PC space, despite PSVR one. Something about PSVR two anecdotally feels like it's more relevant than its predecessor. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. I think that's well, can I get can I get real with you? Get real. I was not paying attention. Someone I, I said there's a way around the issue I'm having. I'm trying to see if that works. 
Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Random name said uh, he was having trouble with the zip code. I was going to say, Luke, I think that the VR market, I don't think it's where some people hoped it would be in 2022, right? Like mm -hmm. some people expected it to be much bigger, but it is still in relativity's sake, much bigger than it was in 2017 was PSVR one, maybe mm -hmm. um, something like that. So I think there's, I think there's greater interest. I think the quest has moved VR forward with its with how mainstream it is. I think the index has shown that a higher end VR headset can sell and be successful. And I think that, you know, PlayStation is gonna kind of leverage the popularity of the quest and the PS5 to kind of hopefully drive it down the fairway for lack of a better analogy, uh, and kind of hit that target. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that can go wrong along the way. Um, but you know, I'm hopeful. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, boys, our main topic tonight is the Game Award nominations and how we kind of feel about the games that were, were selected, if we've played or experienced some of them, if there's some that we think might have been missed out. Uh, I'd also at some point later on in the show like to talk about Twitter and the meltdowns that are actually happening at Twitter and how that may or may not impact the gaming community. I see a lot of people discussing where they might go uh, or if they're going to go, they'll go anywhere. Friendster, uh, baby. I don't know what that is. My, so. MySpace. That's right. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, is Friendster one of the old ones? Yes, it was, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a joke. You you nailed it. AIM and MySpace are the only old things that I think I actively remember from that. Man, the times we had on AIM. Right. It's the Wild West, boys. James, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. do you have explaining to do? <laughs> Woo, the things that would go down. Oh There's a 10% chance Ains and I chatted to each other and didn't. You know what? Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Anyway, let's just keep moving on. All right, guys. So the Game Award nominations are out. These, of course, are the official Game Award, the official The Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keighley. The nominees went out. We saw a lot of people uh, kind of post reactions. Uh, thoughts on what game of the year was, what best narrative might have been, best performance, etc. Um, obviously, far too many uh, categories to dive into, but I'm pulling up uh, the big one: game of the year nominees as, as being recognized as, as like the top tier games for the entire year. Uh, and I'd like to read them to the nominees to you, uh, and then kind of get your gut check reaction as to how you feel about it. Chat, same with you guys. Let me know how you feel on these. Uh, nominated for Game of the Year this year for the Keelys, uh, A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Stray, and Horizon Forbidden West. I think that, uh, I think we're all in the same camp. It felt like, anyway, by the reaction on Twitter, which is five makes sense and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, I, I legitimately don't understand what stray is doing there um I, I don't understand it it's not a big game it wasn't a big selling game it's not even close to the highest meta game of the year like i don't understand why it's there, there it just makes no sense well i got more votes scenes. it's simple as that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like so so think about this for a second because last year we were talking about where was forza horizon 5 Right. right? Yeah. And we heard all we heard at the time was oh, it's eligible next year. Well, we've seen a couple years in a row now, in my opinion, where games from the prior year, they get snubbed. They, they're mm -hmm. completely forgotten about. If we're talking about 
you know, uh, top tier games that are highest rated critically, there's no reason Forza Horizon 5 shouldn't be on the list. Yeah. If if that's not the case, right, even just this year, and I, I won't take too much time here, but I was pulling up Metacritic before we started, right? So think about, hold Stray in your mind for a second, right? Mm-hmm. And then realize that on top of that, here's everything else that came out this year. Rogue Legacy 2 is a 90 Metacritic. Neon White's a 90. Norco, which is coming to Game Pass, I think this week or next week, is an 89. Um, there was, uh, I mean, Last of Us Part 1. We can debate whether that should be up there. Probably not. Immortality is an 88. Um, Tunic's an 88. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is an 87. Pentiment's an 87. And apparently was eligible, but not recognized at all it's very um, odd because the scores it got were incredible mm-hmm. and its narrative is stunning uh shredder's revenge in 87 inscription in 87 bayonetta 3 in 87 so there's just i could keep going but there's a million games that seem to be critically uh not only uh better rated than stray but more widely sold and appealed and i i just i don't get it i don't understand i think the other five make sense um, but I don't, I don't get what Stray's doing there. Joseph? Uh, no disrespect to the Stray team. I really enjoyed that game. I platted the game. I um, think it's a great game, but... <sighs> yeah, when I'm thinking... I'm thinking probably the reason why it strays up there, not like a game like Pentiment or, you know, whatever have you. I think Stray was a moment that hit beyond just gaming. Like I remember other um, other sites, like news sites, like CNN actually picked up this game and it ran a few articles on it, right? So it was definitely big enough that it, it reached a much broader audience. Hell, even my sister-in-law, who's not a gamer whatsoever, she she's just a cat lover. She's like, I heard of this game called Stray. I want to play it. I'm like, whoa, that's... That's crazy. Like, how did you hear about it? Um, so I think in that level, maybe that's maybe that's something to consider for for us. But yeah, like five five of those games make sense, but I wouldn't get, get too upset about it because it always comes down to just two games anyway, which this year it's going to be Elden Ring and uh God of War Ragnarok. So we could like get upset and like, you know, um kind of you know nitpick here or there but honestly the conversation always just boils down to just two anyway but to me it's it is confusing because i i feel like some of the picks just didn't make any sense and were safe picks if that makes any sense so i'll push back a little bit on that uh, concept think about like so so when any time you have an award show you are at the mercy of what the judges panels look like do their political persuasions their emotional persuasions sure. what they value etc 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 um and for that reason oftentimes some of the highest rated films of every year are are films that i would never want to watch right they're mm-hmm. not for me they're the criterion collection of, of films and like short of the occasional chris nolan film mostly what i like is is turn your mind off type stuff not sure engage with a lot of things and i think oftentimes with awards people will push and push and push to have these uh single off experiences versus just a great video game 
just a mm. fun movie, what, what have you. Um, and I, I feel like Stray is kind of in for that inclusion. I, I agree with your logic that it comes down to two games, uh, typically, right? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't discount Horizon or Plague Tale this year, given uh, that the way we've seen sleeper hits kind of swoop in. Like It Takes Two got Game of the Year, which I found a little baffling again. But I think more and more as we look at these things, I'm just less and less inclined to understand what makes a game of the year for the masses but stray's inclusion feels so out of place next to if you look at metacritic both user and critic scores there are plenty of games ahead of uh stray if you look at i guess you would say anecdotal reception on on my feeds which are curated by me i saw very little uh, enthusiasm for stray as compared to uh, even something like immortality right right um in fact, my timeline is full of, and again, my curated timeline that I decided is full of Vampire Survivors, an Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass experience, of course, but Vampire Survivors, I think, is a great video game. Why wasn't that on there? I did, well, you know, like, what's the thought process? And, and yeah. as I ramble a bit, do you guys think I'm I'm off the mark on this? Or Well, no, I, I was going to, uh, yeah, I was just going to add, actually, that the other thing to Joe's point, too, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Elden Ring or Ragnarok, 99% likely are going to take it. Um, but I think that just being nominated for Game of the Year, getting the publicity and everything that goes along with that can go a long way for the game itself mm-hmm. um, in terms of sales and awareness and everything. And that's why I think it's kind of a disservice to another fantastic game a different fantastic game than stray and and why makes me question even more while stray is there um so yeah i don't know and i didn't look through i haven't looked at all the award categories yet but i mean there just feels like a disconnect maybe yeah it feels like yeah disconnect's a good word I, i don't even know really how to describe it it just feels like the game awards are very um they're not driven they feel like they're a hallway vision of what the award show should be for gaming. When really, if you broaden out your perspective, there are so many amazing experiences across different genres and platforms and um, developers that don't get any recognition. Joe, you and I were joking earlier about Cult of the Lamb and Cult of the Lamb is a I think it's an 86 Meadows widely beloved. It's, it's already got pun intended, like a cult following on top of all that right now. Um, and I don't know if it's not, like I said, I haven't looked through everything. Um, but that's another one in my opinion that could be well above stray in terms of game of the year. Yeah. Like there's some really weird misses. So like the, the indie game, for example, right? Like why isn't vampire survivor there? Um, it came out December 21st, 2001, but like that was just like 21, 21. Well, you said yeah. 2001. I was like, wait, what? Oh, did I said 2001. No, 21. <laughs> sorry. And then, like, like why isn't there an in indie? And then for, like, best art style, if I'm not mistaken, let me just make sure I get up here again. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Best art style. Like, it's not even there. And uh, there Cult are of some. The Lamb? Uh, yeah, Cult of the Lamb. I'm like, really? and, and, I, and, and Pentiment's not there either. Right? No. And, which like, is, which is we got, wild to me. Yeah. Like, th- these are two games, uh, Pentiment. It, very much so driven by its art direction to me or narrative not, too like yeah. I, it's just I it, a very strange choice is that i feel like there is a bit of disconnect like why why would we put sifu as best fighting game yeah very strange that's yeah. strange that doesn't make any sense that's hey, that's an action game. Here. 
you know Travis, so Travis is here sorry to oh interrupt. my god 69 mega guys yeah. future dating's here oh 84 percent match guys 84 percent your, your odds are good oh <laughs> my god i bet i'm the 16 percent guys like, i gotta go uh there's singles <laughs> in my area and oh my god go no i yeah. get it hit yeah, him up on aim luke's, yeah. <laughs> luke's marriage is on the rocks he's looking for a way out so don't put that evil on me <laughs> You heard of Hillary run, but uh, yeah, no. So like to me, just a lot of this doesn't make much sense. There's either uh, we're going to put a game in here because we, we need more than four <laughs> or um, just mix matching. I, it, I don't know. A lot of this seems like this is kind of a, a eh, list. Yeah. It me. just, it feels like the people who are making these lists are um, narrow-minded. They're, they're looking not, at they're, a like an aggregator. Like they're they're looking at like here's what Google Trends says <laughs> that people are going to be talking about. So let's put these games there. Where like I think what you guys were alluding to earlier was just like you don't have that in the Oscars. You'll have like some weird weird movie that no one ever heard of it a month before the Oscars comes out that everybody tries to watch to, to, to be informed, you know, mm-hmm. um, you got those weird art house films that like people just love. So like, to me, it just seems like someone went on Google analytics, typed up, what are the hundred most popular video games? And we're going to throw this at a couple of lists um, and then filled those lists with very expensive commercials and announcements. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more we're, we as a community are becoming wiser to it. And I think at least I can speak for myself. We're starting to get bummed out by it. We're like, we're, we're, we lost the, we lost the point of what an award show was for games. You know, it was something that's also interesting. Uh, I pull up game of the year, right? Game of the year, Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles. I pull up best game direction. Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Immortality, Stray. Uh, I pull up narrative. So Stray's up for multiple awards. <laughs> yeah, pull up yeah. Narrative, Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Immortality. You know, art direction. Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Scorn, Stray. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's strange. Uh, and as a guy who bounced off Pentiment in the first 30 minutes, right? Pentiment was never designed for me. But like we often talk about, you can turn on a game, play for a little bit, and immediately see quality, immediately see talent, immediately see care and, uh, and uh, passion put in by developers. Pentiment oozes quality on every single level in mm-hmm. my 30 minutes, right? Ains, you did a full review, which I believe is a 20-hour playthrough. I um, looked today, and my, my playthrough was 19 hours, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And your <laughs> review was was stellar, uh, both in writing, but also in like the, the way it, it said. Thanks, like, um, yeah, it's sincere. I didn't check um, it out. I didn't bother. <laughs> well, I was curious because, like, I'm a guy that's like, I'm I'm prepared to say, Pentiment's a great video game. No way do I ever care to truly go through that play at this point in my life. Now, there's always that time later on where some game like you know it clicks. We just like, all right, one, two. Yeah. But right now, no. And uh, I'm surprised I'm not seeing anything, no love for it. And if my understanding is correct, cutoff goes in at the 18th. 
something like the out, 19th. I saw something today about it. Yeah, like Pentiment would technically be able to be included. And no, I, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Well, now two weeks ago when we recorded on cast, I asked you if sending out codes for Ragnarok was intentionally related to game of the year voting. Hmm. Pentiment codes came out fairly early. I think it was well, early a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that <laughs> a couple weeks uh, ago. Probably not scratch yeah. that. They came out sometime prior. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but to that effect, like people had time to go through it and clearly did because reviews dropped tens, 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 a six here or there, uh, but mostly tens. And so it just surprised me to see that six, <laughs> six. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think this speaks to the larger issue, which we talk about every year. Um, but I think I think year after year, there's more evidence and reason why this show should be in late January. Um, yeah. It just doesn't. I get the money. Look, Jeff, I'm speaking to you. I know you're a viewer. What's going on, Keely? Um, but I, I, I get the money aspect, right? It's for money. Everyone always asks, why isn't this in January? Why? It's money. It's very simple. Um, advertising and funding in the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas is the highest it is every year. He gets more money to, and that's why you see so many damn ads during the game awards. Um, mm -hmm. it makes the show possible and makes it what it is. And I think the game awards are awesome in theory. Um, and I think Jeff does a really good job. I, I can't imagine the, um, the amount of time and effort that goes into putting that show on. I don't want to take anything away from that. Um, but when you think about, kind of these conversations it just makes all the sense in the world if you're trying to really put on the best show for gamers for the gaming community uh it makes all the sense in the world to just do a calendar year properly it, it, there's just too many caveats and questions and concerns every year that don't need to be there yeah yeah that's why actually i'm very happy that like we're doing our little award show very different this year like this time we're aiming for like an early January, maybe like the, the first or second week uh, rather than November, because originally we're like the reason why we would do an award show near Jeff's is be just strictly because of SEO, because that's the when the peaks are is it yep. is in the December conversation. So it, it just made sense for us to announce like we would normally announce it either this week or next week, our award show run along with jeff's hype cycle but this time i think we're waiting till like december 6th to do it because we want to give as many games as we can justice because i feel like the other problem with these award shows is it you know it's like the forza or last jedi or yeah last jedi no sorry a jedi oh my god why am i blanking on the name fallen order did i uh, fallen order, uh, fall order? sorry uh those situations where they come out right at the cutoff and then they'll be like oh don't worry <laughs> guys game don't freak out they'll be they'll be here next year you know don't don't freak and they're not right yep. you, you get you get a fallen order in a category or two but that's still a stellar game that belongs in that conversation forza mm -hmm. horizon uh you know is a stellar game it deserves to be in this conversation because it did so much and i'm trying to see if it's even up for accessibility and it's not and i think that's that's fucking crazy because the things that that game does for accessibility is is bonkers. Game, like I'm sorry forza horizon oh yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not but even we, up there for accessibility no, one last was year last year i think it I was think last, last year. year was it i, I, I got i hope so 
I because I thought it that was. it was it was because of the cutoff that it it, it wasn't entered. No, uh, some of the Halo some of the chat previously um, okay. corrected that Forza Horizon was up for a few awards last year. I'm pretty sure it did win accessibility, which is good. Okay, um, good. but I, I I forget what the debacle was with the whole Game of the Year award. Um, yeah. But you mentioned you mentioned Halo Infinite is another one, and I know, believe me, we talked ad nauseum about the content issues for Halo Infinite. But again, it's a it's an eighty-seven rated game. Yeah, it's an eighty-seven meta game that you know came out in December last year and has largely been ignored. Um, and we get Callisto Protocol in December second this year, which if it hits like we all hope it does, that's going to be another one that could get yep. kind of shafted. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It, 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 it. so yeah I, I feel like we're just we're starting to find more and more of these flaws with this award show and it, it really is bumming me out because we should be celebrating and instead we're just like well yeah why isn't halo in there for best multiplayer we're like is it strictly because of the content drought because like functionality wise that that thing is game's great yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredibly competent should it should it win? I don't know about that, but like, yeah, it should be in in the consideration. Um, same with and, you know, it's narrative, it's story, it's you know, it, it's it's just forgotten. And that you know, what's funny, Joe is is today or uh, last week the winter update dropped, Forge dropped. Uh, you're mm-hmm. seeing some of the best Halo Infinite has to offer. Uh, my asterisk right now, I'm playing Modern Warfare, but I'm seeing Halo just skyrocket in terms of people talking about it once again, which is great because obviously look behind me. We, we, we love halo, uh, but it's before November 18th. Halo infinite has big stuff happening before November 18th. Not on the list. Yeah. Should it be? I, there's a plenty to nitpick at halo infinite, but gameplay and experience net code, not really one of them, not in mass. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it harshes it harshes my vibe is there anything you guys like to also like uh you know talk about with this this list here or do you have we i think kind that of uh someone on my uh timeline mentioned that nintendo always gets snubbed mm. um and it, at first i kind of read it and i was like yeah whatever you know um and i'm not the biggest nintendo fan nowadays but as i thought about it more i'm like you know what they may have a point because Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope, again, higher rated game than Stray. Um, beloved game Splatoon 3 came out this year. Beloved game, fastest selling game in Japan of all time. Nominated uh, not for that Best Japan... Family, by the way. Okay. Both not that Japan games. is relevant here, but you know what I mean. It's, it's I a very popular game. Bayonetta 3, we just mentioned. 87 meta, one of the highest rated games of the year. Yep. Not out there. It might be up for best action game, maybe. Um so I, I don't it know is. if it is or no it's, okay. no, it's not for action. Action, yeah. You're maybe looking at action adventure. Maybe the best action is Bayonetta three. Silly me. Well well, and the, and the other thing someone pointed out, which I thought, hey, that's a good point too, is that Splatoon three was nominated as best family game. And it's like okay, I guess it, yeah, it's cartoony. Yeah, you can play, you know, Hogue talks about playing with his daughters all the time, but it, it's a shooter, and I know it's got competitive like people take it pretty seriously competitive, right? Like mm-hmm. should yeah. it not be considered a shooter? Um, and maybe it is again, I'm not looking at it, but I don't know. These are just questions I see people asking. So I, I don't know. Again, I think it just reinforces that it feels like there's a narrow view of, of the uh, kind of game library every year in these awards. And I don't know what they do about that. 
Well, could I could I speak to something that'll make us all feel old? Are you ready for this? This is the last this all is the last show. You're like you're like 10 years younger, more than 10 years younger than I know, me. but I'm gonna feel old with you guys. Trust me. All right, I'm ready. Content creator of the year. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, and don't get me started on that category. Like I don't know. I don't know. Carl Jacobs, Ludwig and his holy blade, Nibelian. I know that one. No brew and QT Cinderella. I literally don't know any of these people. Not one. Honestly, I you know Nibel. Well, I know Nibel. Oh, let me say something. You guys can get mad at me if you want, or okay, anyone please. can get mad at me. Nibel's not a content creator. Ooh. I agree with. I I will. Ooh. Is, is 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 Twitter a not content? No, because he's not creating anything. It's content creator. Does he not? Co- well, did he not comment on and offer insight on lots of stuff as well? He was an excellent curator. Oh no, I'm not, not taking anything away from what Nibel did on Twitter and the gaming community. He was his sure. feed was amazing. But is his um, feed not content that he creates? I'm asking, no. and not I'm not arguing. I'm asking. No, I don't think so because so he's not we, creating the content. He's aggregating. When you and I comment on Twitter, some would argue that that is content that we are creating. Our commentary, okay. our thoughts. I would dis. I would disagree. Okay, Joe, what do you because think? When you think content creator, you think either you're a streamer, you're creating videos, you're writing, you know, all the different avenues we all do. Sure. But that's content because other people can consume it and it's something you created from scratch. Mm -hmm. Like Cast Co-op is content because we're creating this literally as we're speaking right now, right? Mm -hmm. If someone takes this video and then says, here's what I, you know, here's what Cast Co-op said last night. That's not content. You're just commenting. You're aggregating what other people did. Okay. Fair. Joe, what do you think? Is Twitter or an equivalent content? Yes. Uh, and I hate saying it because then I have to, you know, acknowledge that TikTok's a thing and those people are creators when, you know, all I see from TikTok is, you know, someone using a song and doing a dumb dance associated with it. And maybe that's just because I'm old and becoming bitter. But I would also <laughs> argue that, like, doesn't stop the AP from being news right uh, so like pompa said if that's the case halo has tons of content exactly. <laughs> that's so clever. you know that's clever. for you know f- for the case of twitter yeah uh, there are influencers on twitter people sure. follow nebellion because he is an influencer um he does create conversations as it of his own making no but he is so good at aggregating that people come to him for the news um and for the most part a lot of big names use them for the news so he is uh or they are i don't know he's just a, they're just a picture but like uh you know they are a a content creator because they're they are not in the sense of like they're creating the content i would i would remove that word because i think that word is also old and not it, it it doesn't speak to the wide spectrum that um, the influencers are now. So I would say he's not a content creator. He is an, he is an influencer. Should, um, those be, should those be different categories? I think that that category needs to be renamed because it's old and uh, antiquated. Okay. So I would right. say influencer of the year instead of content creator. Um, but yeah, no, they did create, they did create, you know, 
conversation. So I I would I would say yes. And in terms of like whose impact in that whole grand list, um, who has the most impact there? Nibel. Why is Nibel in there? Because they left and people want him back. <laughs> and it's a really a show of uh admiration to the work that they've done. Um and I, I think that's that's truly the reason why they're probably even win. Um, I don't even disagree day. with anything well, of what you just said in that last segment, uh, but I, I still disagree as a content creator. So let me let me put your point yeah. out. Like if uh, you said he creates conversations, yeah. so if I if I go on Twitter right now and I say, just for flamboyancy, say God of War Ragnarok's overrated, I'm going to create a conversation. Yeah, doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm a content creator. I didn't do anything. No, I, I and I was like, I would agree with you. I think it's um, again, I would I would say not content creator. I would say influencer. Yeah, I think what that's you're fair. putting out there is influencing someone or in one way, shape, or form. So, like content creator, antiquated influencer, absolutely. It's like it's like Wario, right? Like Wario yes. has 1.1 million followers. Like if he comes out and says this game's amazing, he's going to influence a lot of people to check that game out. Um, absolutely but wario doesn't create content Mm-mm. you know those are two different things yeah mm-hmm. and again like all those names god god i have no idea and here's the one thing too uh, can i just can i just say it as well what we have to stop doing as well as as a bunch of influencers slash content creators is the whole uh what, what what's it called uh the first class thing uh i know oh, it. future okay. class yeah future class oh yeah, I'm yeah, over that. It. I thought it was a cool idea at first. Yeah, it has turned into something where I I see feed my ego. I see feed my ego stuff, and I also feed see me attention. Play placating to trends mm-hmm. versus talent. Yep. Um, all of that could be interpreted to be bitter, mind you, because we ourselves are content creators, right? Yep. And there was a time where, like, dude, that would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool, but I don't think I I never actively sought it. Uh, but the future class, it doesn't mean what it once did. Nor does Forbes 30 under 30 anymore or any of that yeah. stuff really yeah. means very little compared to the legacy that they left behind. Like think about trending gamer. When Greg Miller won that award, that meant I remember that speech. I remember that moment. That was a bit I felt that. And uh I, I've since seen other trending gamers and the modifications of that category and heard other speeches and even seen people that have won those categories. Uh, perhaps Greg included at various times where I'm like, mm, no, some, this is a hard miss. Something's not right. This is weird. And I think it speaks to me getting older, but also the medium changing the expectations for quality content changing. It's also easier to become a content creator than it's ever been. Right. Correct. Yeah. It is not easy doing it than ever. Right. It's not um, easy to gain an audience, but easier to create content. No, it's harder to get an audience now because there's more people. I mean, the pool's bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sadly, as we, the three of us discuss all the time, kind of flamboyancy and, you know, uh, screaming and waving your arms around gets a lot of attention. Uh, yeah. It's also like this weird, like seeking validation from like, it, yeah, it's just seeking validation. So it's just like, just make your stuff like, you're not promoting you you're just promoting this large entity they already made up their minds weeks ago of Mm -hmm. who they're putting in and sweetheart it ain't you so -hmm. just create your content i feel like there's a lot of uh creators out there that is seeking that that validation and i'm i'm here to tell you straight you're not going to get it anywhere you turn 
that that that's the ghost that's going to constantly haunt you is the the imposter syndrome and the the worst thing you can do is scream into a public forum forum going please use this photo this is my email uh i would be really great because i think i do really good stuff and then it rolls around and you didn't get it and then you kick yourself in the ass and go oh wow i'm really not truly worth it because jeff Keeley didn't put me on a flash image for 0.5 seconds during the show <laughs> yep so I, I'm yep. getting more and more tired seeing those posts. And, I'm like, and I made one earlier in the year, too. I'm like, ah, I shouldn't even have fucking done that. God, it's the worst. And You've that's that how I think I've A few years ago, old. you actively sought it. There was a time. Yeah. Last year, I and think... I was just like, oh, no. Because but... all, all the people that I saw, I was just like, oh, this makes sense. I didn't see any of them post anything about this thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I see what they did. <laughs> i see you <laughs> mm-hmm. so like the veil was lifted immediately i'm like oh no all this is doing is creating uh, a trend on a social media platform that they can get more eyes on this thing by using micro and small influencers to boost this thing up even more mm-hmm. but the people have already been decided and they're not micro influencers in the slightest yeah, it's uh, it's just selling yourself, and I think that's one of the things I struggle with is uh, I'm just not good at selling myself. I don't, I don't like selling myself. I don't feel comfortable selling myself. Um, some people are just really damn good at it. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, we got a super good. chat from Mister Mariano Pampa. $10 Super Chat. Uh, he's also a channel member, which is something we introduced last week here at Season Gaming. So if you like what we do here and you didn't know that, uh, check it out. It's uh, it's low cost and uh, we'll have um, you know timed exclusive videos, content interviews, all that stuff. So anyway, Pomp- Pompa says, how or what would you guys change from the Game Awards? Let me get rid of this so we can see Luke. Can I, can I go back first on this one? Of course. Yeah uh simply put papa first of all thank you for supporting season gaming dude that's that's really awesome um and you always do for sure uh i would i would set the award show to be in mid-january mid-january let everybody get through their holiday as well as new year's uh wrap up any other projects and you know the cutoff date is december 29th or something just do december 31st whatever but let the awards take place mid-january uh and let that be the case let it be a kickoff as opposed Mm -hmm. to a finale a kickoff in the year in gaming where you look back and then you have the ads for the next upcoming year i think that's the way i would do it i really uh think more and more they're they're the angle for the holiday sales kick is less and less necessary we see how many games come out in february march that just crush it uh, and I would love to see proper calendar year elements to it uh, be incorporated. Yeah. Put it in, in January. I think we could all agree on that. You know, yeah, but I said cu- it first. Okay. Have the cutoff be like somewhere like the, I don't know, the first week of December. You still want people like no one's, no one's tuning in during Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So put it sure. first week of December. That's the cutoff. Uh, you have all the voting happen, um, or even just, you know what? I mean, this then just becomes the Dice Awards. So this is not the Dice Awards where it's just like, here's just industry people voting. Because I would say, hey, just how about you just get the, the audience element out of it? But that's what makes this show. So yeah, first week of December, say the cutoff is like December 1st or December 6th. And then 
you have the big push into like the second week of uh, January would make sense to me uh, where you actually have people then looking and, 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 you know, more and more developers having a shot because yeah, most of these games are going to come out first or second week in November. And I think by having it at somewhere in December, it alleviates the recency bias a bit because I feel like that's another problem. A lot of the winners I feel probably are the games that come out sooner than their competition. So I would say just get rid of recency bias that way and just have it. So it's somewhere uh, mid December. That's what, that's what I would say. And maybe not so many goddamn ads, Jeff. Uh, So I would, I would, I kind of, have two things but one is i i still believe it it should be in january um you know you need a few extra weeks obviously and get through new year's and stuff but i think it just makes it easier where you can say did this game release in x calendar year period january 1st to december 31st here's everything we're looking at um i think if you have it before the end of the year you still create this weird problem um but you know uh, i would say the second thing is yeah the ads are a problem some of the sponsored stuff is really kind of messy I think that uh, if you need to really do funding that way, I say get less ads and do sponsored. So do it like a sports event, which I know is still a little cringy, but I would take it over ads where you say something like, you know, here's the best accessibility award sponsored by Cisco sure, or you know, sure, I'm just, well, whatever, whatever me, yeah. you know, BMW, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, just do that for the awards if you have to. Um, it would be, you know, it may look a little weird, but it's still better than getting the same ads repeated for hours on end, in my opinion. Absolutely. So. Yeah. If I see two uh, Magic you, commercials in a row, I'll lose my shit. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that was it? Like the last year was like Magic yeah. the Gathering. Yeah. Over and over Legends. again. Yeah. Over and no, over again. Please, please stop. Yeah. yeah please. By the way, I'll just shout out real quick. Uh, over 40 people in the chat. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, please hit that like button if you are enjoying the conversation, sure. especially for this show, as we're not as consistent as we'd sometimes like to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Likes and comments will help us a lot. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Luke hates when I single him out. He just hates being singled out. That's why I do it. You know. I didn't even hear what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> I said he said because you know we're not as consistent as we like to be, and I go Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough October. <laughs> I have I owned that and shared <laughs> that, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I'm curious. Uh, this this can be a, a micro conversation if you'd like to be uh, brought on by a, a micro human with a big bank account. Um, oh. As as Elon Musk changes Twitter, I think oh. a lot of a lot of the gaming community is wondering where to go. When I say a lot of the gaming community. I don't know that I'm accurate when I say that, but I do know that a lot of the people that we interact with in our social circles, people that likely view or listen to this show, uh, follow content creators on Twitter. One of the three of us, most likely, uh, if Twitter goes away, how does the gaming community adapt? Why are you laughing at I pointed to myself where that was obviously not the case. Well, I, I didn't even know what the point of that comment was, but anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, if they're listening to the show, they probably follow one of the three of us on Twitter. Oh, at least. Oh, okay. oh that you. makes more yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. I got you. That, that was my thought process. So I'm curious as Twitter kind of goes through these, these elements, Twitter's been a big part of my life since 2008 or 11. Can't remember exactly which one. Wow. Uh, and a huge part of my gaming life. That's how I 
think I interacted with Joe for the first time, who I've now gamed with for years. That's right. Uh, Ains, same thing. That's how I yep. met you guys was via Twitter. Yep. I meet tons of, of uh, friends via that. And if Twitter goes away, I think I'd be left with YouTube shorts and YouTube and the podcast feed uh, with no yep. other outlet for XEP. And like anybody, I think I'm considering options, but I think it would change a lot of the gaming conversations, the very least that I have. And so uh, I'm wondering how you guys are feeling about the potential of the way Twitter is operating, uh, specific to its impact on the gaming communities and you specifically. I think I'll go to Truth Social. <laughs> you know, Ains is a founding member of that. <laughs> I already put a lot of money into that in Parlor. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, God, he lost it big. He lost it big on Bitcoin, folks. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, so we're in a really weird phase where we're watching first off a man ruin his reputation. Cause like, no matter what you thought on Elon, we all at least thought like the man was smart. Right. Uh, we, <laughs> I don't know, like, but it's, I, you know, we, he had this facade for the most part. Oh, absolutely. He spent a lot of money on that facade. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the mid two thousands to teens, he spent a lot on his image and this like oh i'm kind of like you know tony stark vibes he was even in iron man 2 right so you know he, he and a lot of these billionaires as well spent a lot on their image so that we would worship them and not question the wealth so that being said you know we're seeing this man's ego kind of erupt right in front of us where we're seeing him make some really just stupid dis decisions like the 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 checkmark verification which anybody even i could tell you five minutes thinking of it i'm like well anybody could be coca-cola and say let's go drink the blood of the innocent and like <laughs> i have a checkmark and people are gonna be like what's happening here you're seeing pharmaceutical companies getting called out because they you know phony accounts are, are you know saying that they're gonna make insulin free which it should be and <laughs> you know that has caused companies to lose millions of dollars because one idiot thought let's democratize twitter and everybody gets a check mark just give me eight dollars for it where it's like for eight dollars i could go watch stranger things why the hell would i pay for again you know validation and basic editing tools so for me i'm just seeing a guy who is exactly what you know folks were were telling me you know or whispering rather now it's out loud of this guy's clearly not as smart as he thinks he is and he is tearing down this social media network and that sucks for us because we're content creators we interact with our audiences here but more importantly we as gamers interact with each other here um and you know i love for what i do on twitter which is like sharing the things i like instead of the things i don't like mm -hmm. um and hopefully trying to make someone stay with a silly joke here or there right and that's that sucks that that may leave because twitter has been a part of my gaming life as well it's the reason why i met you ains bobby sean all of it is because of this dumb silly little app that you know thinking about it in the grand schemes is it truly important not for my content it's less than 10 percent of traffic that comes to my podcast is twitter so like for me it's it's the social element that i'm losing mm -hmm. that's bumming me out and 
I just wish there was someone that could shake this man. Just going, dude, just set the clocks back. Just fix the mess and then plan accordingly for maybe a few months out. You do this relaunch of blue, not mm-hmm. next week. You idiot. <laughs> you know what's, what sucks? You know? I would totally pay for Twitter blue. I was genuinely thinking about it prior to his antics. Oh, yeah. I, I, I am a Twitter blue subscriber until three days from now. It was like two bucks and what I get like, you know, my, my editing because I got bad ADHD and mm-hmm. dyslexia. So like, I need that editing feature yeah. really bad or the undo button. I love that. Having videos that are a little bit more than two minutes, 20 seconds helped me dramatically. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, I don't, first off, I don't want to pay eight bucks and for a check mark that I never fucking cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think that's stupid and silly. So absolutely not. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a long rant. No, it wasn't. That's no, I'm generally fine. curious because um, I didn't I'll, mean it I'll, as a joke topic. Yeah. Um. So I'll preface this by saying that you guys know I, I kind of work in tech to a degree. Um, yeah. Work with a lot of people who uh, do tech related jobs, come from tech industries, um, and watching what has happened, I genuinely believe this is something for the history books. We are watching a a $44 billion acquisition um, melt in front of our eyes by a, from a guy who's had this persona that he paid for over the years and built, as Joe said, um, who is nothing more than a unintelligent, spoiled, insecure, rotten child of a man, uh, uh, not even a man, that shouldn't use that word, who was literally only put on a pedestal because his racist crime ridden father uh, had billions of dollars from the atrocities he committed in Africa. He's an active piece of garbage and the world would be better off without him. And I hope we can get rid of him sometime in the near future because I'm tired of hearing about him. Hot he's damn. literally, I I active, was that hot. I like he's literally yeah. actively ruining, ruining people's lives. Um, who will hopefully bounce back because they're intelligent engineers and coders and everything else that have built Twitter. And you're watching this kid, this idiot kid with a chemistry set, break it apart and not know what he's doing. Um, And I, to get back to the point, but Elon's a piece of garbage. I can't stand him. Um, Just get rid of him. That's Um, weird because you own eight Teslas. (laughs) which are yeah but to luke's point um as much as twitter annoys me sometimes with the console war bullcrap all the stuff we've talked about many times uh the fact is that a lot of the gaming chatter happens on twitter uh a lot of the gaming conversation happens on twitter i've met people like yourself people like in our chat lots of friends uh that i talk to every single day and have now met in real life because of twitter um and i'm very thankful for what was built in that regard. Um, so I don't know what will happen. It's going to be a very interesting next few weeks for this platform. Um, I, it's, it's like what, it's like witnessing a, a movie unfold in front of your eyes. It's very crazy right now, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I do at least want to give credit. I know it takes up too much of my time. I spend too much time on Twitter. Same. I think most of us do. Um, and there's plenty of negatives about it, but I try to look at the positives of, well, it's also done a lot of good things for me and season gaming. Um, so, I mean, yeah. yeah and, and, and to speak on that too, it's given us tremendous 
um, opportunities on the trophy room. You know, we were able to be on some of the biggest podcasts ever because, you know, we shot our shot on a social media thing and it worked. <laughs> so like, yeah, the, the, it, it really does bum me out because yeah, just some guy, uh, a megalomaniac uh, it thought this was a good idea uh, for one reason or the other, uh, you know, probably drink their own Kool-Aid way too much. We've been seeing that recently. He, so, he has been told he's special his whole life when he's not. Yeah. And when you're come from a billionaire family and all you ever know is everything's handed to you, you're told you're special, you're brought up as you're better than everyone else on the planet, this is what you end up with. A human piece of garbage. Trump's the same way. I don't oh, care who's listening. It's it's I don't care who's listening. They're, this, yeah. they're the same kill. They're, yeah. they're brought up. They're handed everything in life, their entire life. They come from maniacal families. I mean, horrible, horrible people. Yeah. Um, no, it's and true. This, and like, this is the result. Yeah. Like a lot of, um, I was talking to some people and, you know, they're like, oh, he's a genius though. He invented PayPal. I'm like, no. No, he didn't. Like, he didn't like, invent I anything. Mean, the, the Tesla, right? And I'm like, yeah, because nope. he like frauded the government out of a lot of stuff. That's how he got money for Tesla. Sure, whatever. Uh, you know, yeah, like, they're like any of his companies. He actually made? no, he's no, he no. That's not how it happened. It's a lot of revisionist history. And then they'll be like, well, at least he's raised by a good dad. It's like really because he impregnated his stepdaughter. It's like it's like all these things have just come out of the woodwork that I think they've been trying to squash for the past. De decades now and you're seeing this space that has been you know so important to us being ripped away just because of one person's ego um it it pisses me off it really does luke uh i know you were there in january 6th so you must have some sympathy for elon um and how is funny. Nancy seat, by the way comfortable comfortable <laughs> as one would think uh you know it's funny because i <laughs> I come from a very different. Uh, also, can I say that you have you got a you got a really nice tan after being in Maricopa County, you know, with the pitchforks <laughs> and all those all those signs you handcrafted. Like six people get that joke, and I hate yeah. you for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the other six are like, are like, wait a minute, um, what's happening? <laughs> so I used to love Elon Musk, which which hindsight is like oh my gosh because i didn't know all of these things right yeah. that, that curated timeline i wanted a tesla desperately as my next car i ended up going a different direction i'm very happy with my, my other one but like i really wanted that i was saving up for it i thought the dude was brilliant um and it sucks because obviously i was way off the mark for a lot of reasons there but in mm -hmm. watching him to bring it to bring it back specifically to us the man's trying to burn down that which connected me to so many of my current friends because we're adults that love gaming. It can be hard to connect with people and it would have been hard to connect with people without Twitter uh, in its time. There are other alternatives now, but there was a time where Twitter was the only space for gaming and for sports, social media at their peak. And it's been it, the idea of it going away is tough. And that's why I was, prior to again some recent antics i was really like you know what twitter blue yeah i want to support this platform i want to to have the the small benefits of it but really i don't want it to go away and now it's like dude dude and then th the worst part is like if i did it i'd be a fraud for having that stupid fake check mark yeah. unless you can turn that off i don't know if you can turn that off nope. um you know like i'd be joked on for that 
and I don't want my content to drown away, right? Like yeah. I have a hard enough time getting content out there. I would hate for that to go away. And we're already seeing the algorithm right now. Like, Dude. for example, I posted that we're live on Casco up on my main feed. I went on the trophy room feed to go and retweet it. Mm-hmm. I ca- I can't find that tweet. Yeah. 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 It's so. it's I've noticed it significantly mm. in the last week, uh, which is mm-hmm. a bummer. And and you know, talking about algorithms uh, and content creation, I'm trying out YouTube Shorts. Right. I think I've done four wildly different reaches each time right on very different levels depending on topic and, and i'm i'm dipping my toe into this world but watching the algorithm adapt uh and the in the moment stuff versus legacy stuff uh really interesting really interesting to watch um and it's just it's it's odd and i would t- i would hope that any content creator would not tie themselves to one platform so i think that's one thing that's t- i mean i knew but when it came to the social spaces, I, I, I've been thinking about it for a very long time. Of like, I got to get the trophy room out to more places than just Twitter. Like TikTok's a thing. Instagram mm-hmm. definitely exists. Uh, maybe these are platforms that I want to try, right? Because the one thing is like, Jago in the chat, probably right. Elon probably does hate me because every time I see one of those funny, there's so many. Here's the thing. With this <laughs> downfall of a human being, there's so many great memes on him. There's so many like someone, <laughs> someone is like his mother on Twitter posts as his mother. It's like Elon's <laughs> it's the best tweet I've ever seen. It was like Elon's butthole is in the front. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what you just said. Sorry, it's Elon's Elon's mom verified saying Elon's <laughs> can't even, Elon's butthole is in the front. <laughs> and I thought it's the most hilarious. <laughs> so like the shit posts have been incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, but like I'm thinking, where do I go next? Because that's mm-hmm. the other thing. I see so many people going, I'm tired. Oh, look at as I said, but in the front 69mecha.com is back in the chat. Like, we got you. Uh, so you know, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to create another presence. I'm tired, you know, I'm old. Yeah. I already do this for somewhat of a living. You got to stop saying you're old, it. Joe. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm 31. My knees hurt when I wake up now or something. I no longer, I, I no longer connect with the youth. The, the the latest rapper I know is Two Chains, and that's like from five years ago, I think. Uh, take Again, off. I'm out. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I bet there's a dark joke in I there. I said not missing. take off. <laughs> he was. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a rapper who was shot and killed playing dice. This is a millionaire playing dice like two weeks ago. Well, do, you, do you remember this? Oh, no. Never heard of it. It, it was trending on Twitter. Um, oh my goodness all right so yeah. yeah so like there's you know i i, I don't get it but for me i'm like oh god to, to go out there to build another presence on insta on on tiktok that's just that's too much my bandwidth is not here anymore right i barely got enough time for twitter in the podcast so like for me it's just i don't know i i my question to you guys is like where where do you think the gaming community goes next because i'm gonna miss like our, our little dm groups that we have mm-hmm. you know where are our little dm groups gonna go next 
is it Instagram? Do you think Zuckerberg's like, hey, listen, I botched this meta idea, but I could steal this Twitter one. And I think it's going to be great. I don't know. Let's see you guys. I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. That's the yeah, problem. I don't have a good answer. I, I honestly, I don't even like it, but I think that the best solution would probably be Discord, which I don't like. I don't yeah. really enjoy Discord. But I think if you think about what I use Twitter for, communicating with different groups, uh, group DMs, right, and keeping track of friends, I just, that seems to be the best place right now. But yeah. So anyway. where do you think, where do you think like, gaming is gonna go then because that's my you know, bigger question yeah, yeah i don't i i honestly like i think that's kind of my point i think you would see how i was envisioning discord right you see these larger communities pop up where it's just like gaming broad community you know like different communities basically pop up where there's thousands and thousands of people that would be in one place yeah um but it's it's just not going to be the same twitter twitter was really refined to be a mostly secure which has been dismantled um uh curated feed of the things that you enjoy and if you were in the gaming community and you kind of tune that over the years which we all have uh it's very efficient and i don't see that efficiency anywhere else yeah i've seen some people say linkedin well like that's kind of the last place i ever want to go is linkedin linkedin is like worse facebook like yeah, uh, it's it's messy, man. I don't know. It's it's I don't messy, know. and that algorithm's also all types of weird. Uh, Luke, yeah. where, where 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 do you think you'd be going? Probably Instagram. Insta. I've I mean I've got at insipid ghost on Instagram. I'm holding yeah. it, but yeah. I'm on Instagram. I just never use it. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Like I okay, I'd be starting from scratch, which in some ways cool. Because the audience that I have on Twitter was partially inflated because I was a, a soccer analyst years ago, right? And at some point, some people might be like, oh, that's a great thing. You have more followers because of that. Well, we talk a lot of, as content creators about engagement. I have a lot more followers than I do engagement because I no longer create the content that got the first people in, right? And when you, as we all know, like when you create content, sometimes bots follow you. Rarely do they unfollow unless something happens. So there is an element of me that's like, yo, it'd be really cool to have a fresh audience that's just me from scratch. Equally relevant or equally an equal aspect of that is like, oh, you know, like there it goes. Gone. Mm. Mm. So I I don't know how I, I feel about that. Plus, like I talk about achievement systems, I really like the legacy of memories I have on Twitter. I went through two relationships, got married, uh, met friends, lost friends, and chronicled a lot of my gaming history on this platform. Yeah. That sucks. The idea that might go away, you know? Yeah, it does. I think it's it to me, it sucks the most because I'm losing. I feel like the opportunity to gain more friends Mm-hmm. um and hurt the the ones that i have currently you know i don't care much about luke but like there are other people like i would hate <laughs> to lose that connection with just because of of you know i'm not in a twitter dm i don't have y'all numbers like oh no what happens and you're right i think Ains for the moment what we'll, we'll be pu- pushing on the trophy room for the next two weeks is discord 
Follow us on Discord, Twitter, super volatile. Uh, Elon Musk has a micro penis from what his mother told me. So, like, <laughs> you know, or really the world. And so, like, yeah, it 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 just sucks that I'm losing out on that. Maybe it's better for the long run because, yeah, I think we're all pretty addicted to social media and to see what the the next idiot has to say on the dumb console wars that we hate. But I'd rather have those conversations or see those conversations than miss out on talking to all my buddies you know <laughs> yep. sucks. it doesn't make me feel nice it doesn't make me feel nice one bit you know it nope. does make you feel nice though okay talking about god of war boop. so boys god of war we talked on last episode that it released to critical acclaim tons and tons of people uh saying this game is fantastic it's up for game of the year and i think every single category that get jeff keely thought of best family game uh boy uh best mobile game you can play it on xcloud and, and other <laughs> best esports game best esports absolutely you can mm-hmm. speed run that bad boy um it's up for everything but uh i know i'm about four to six hours in i'm not 100 sure uh joe i think you're for much further than me and ains i heard you talking prior to recording eight to ten hours Eight to nine, I'd say. Yeah, somewhere there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I Joe, think I'm about around like the 25-hour mark. I've done a lot of side stuff. Okay. But, uh... So so with me being early on, I'm going to present you an idea, and I, I think you guys actually were talking about this when I came in late uh, prior to. Uh, I am enjoying this game as I expected I would when we talked last episode. This is more God of War for me. This is how I remember God of War 2018 looking. Uh, this is how I remember it playing and I'm getting more of what I loved in that game. It's only in side-by-side comparisons that I see the visuals have been upticked, uh, which is interesting, right? Cause I played it on PS4 and I was like, Oh, it just looks the same. And then I see side-by-side and I'm like, Oh, it's upticked a lot. Um, but I'm getting more of the same experience, which is a fantastic experience. That is my early four to five hour impression. Mark, um, Ains at your eight to nine hour mark. Are you feeling something similar? Does something change for you? Where are you at in that? So uh, it, it's funny, actually. I'll give some context here. So um, I on BitCast, I was about three hours in, and I said uh, I wasn't overly impressed so far. It feels like 2018 again, which, again, is not a bad thing. 2018 is a great game, mm-hmm. um, but Best it just felt made. like more of the same. Stop it. Um, so now that I'm eight to nine hours in, uh, I'm actually a little more disheartened. Um, to be clear, the presentation is incredible. The optimization is incredible. Uh, the cinematics are incredible. The voice acting is excellent. Like there's plenty of superlatives to go around here where I'm getting hung up on is I've, I've begun to criticize PlayStation first party for starting to feel templatey, starting to get that Ubisoft feel when I turn on a PS and higher production quality than Ubisoft. I'm not doing a one-to-one comparison here. I'm just saying when I turn on a PS first party game now, I'm starting to feel like, oh, this is all very familiar. It's very samey. Um, again, if you love that, that's probably a good thing, right? As as Dan likes to say on BitCast, it feels like comfort food. You know what you're getting. Um, for me, that's a negative. Um, I, I like unique experiences and, and to push things differently. Um, but my biggest complaint so far is level design. 
And I, I was trying to reflect on 2018 to think, was this the same in 2018? And I just kind of ignored it because the other things impressed me so much. And I think the answer might be yes. Mm. Um, but what I'm seeing so far, and I'm on the, I just finished the third realm. Um, I, no spoilers here. Don't worry. But what's kind of annoying me is you, you go to an area and you fight a couple enemies. You open a chest. Or there's a little side path, you know, the same three chests over and over again. Um, you walk and talk. There's some exposition. Some of it's cool. Some of it's banter. Uh, and then you repeat. And literally, that's been the entire game so far. You walk to an area, fight a couple enemies, grab a chest, solve a, a puzzle, which is a waste of time, generally. Um, talk a bit, fight a couple enemies. And every once in a while, you get a mini boss or something. Uh, uh, so far, anyway, what seem to be completely meaningless mini bosses. Nothing's related to what I'm doing at all. At this point, where I'm at, Joe. Oh, okay, so so what Joe was telling me, so that's been my complaint so far. So I'm yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm still playing it. I'm amazed by the visual fidelity and, and quality of what's been produced here. But from a game design perspective, I haven't been impressed. Now, prior to us starting, yes, go ahead. Well, I want to clarify, because mind you, we're not going to spoil anything. It's too early. Uh, the, the first three realms, you say... Um, mm -hmm. I think when I would say is I just finished the first realm. I, I released someone that was critical to the Ooh, I rescued ooey, them. Gooey. Yeah. Is that first, the yep. first realm? You would call that the first sure. realm? Yeah. Midgard's technically the first, but yes, the first world open world or overworld, whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've, I've... So I I'm I'm past that, obviously, and then I'm passed through the whole next area okay. and moving on from there. And there's there's some stuff that happens in between there, which is admittedly pretty cool. Um I but you're describing more God of War. No, I know. So let me... What I saw in the reviews and stuff was that the side quests are excellent, the writing is excellent, and there's there's things that elevate it, um, either corrected or elevate it from 2018. And what Joe was telling me, and Joe obviously can go after us here, what Joe was telling me before we started the show was that the part I'm in right now was the part that he's like the least so far of the game and it's funny you said that joe literally this is no joke right as we started talking in our big cast dm hogue just sent a message and he was the same place as me he was not over the moon about this game he's yeah. like this just feels very the same stuff i just said he just dm'd me and he said so it's getting a little more interesting in the middle he said i yes. think Svartholheim, i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right yes. and, Al and alfheim are the ones i just finished he yeah. said are big missteps Oh, you think it's a big mishap. Okay. He said, we'll see if it can continue with the momentum it's got now. So I think, Joe, what it sounds like is he's gotten past this section I'm in now, and he's saying it's starting to get better. Yes. Um, so maybe that maybe I'm just in the part I need to get through. But I would say, and we joke about this all the time, Luke, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm nine hours in and I'm hearing it gets better, we're having right. we're in that same conversation again where it's yep. like Okay, it's meandering. And if the game's 30 hours long, you're telling me that half the game is meandering? That mm -hmm. That's not great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. May that's me. May, may I speak Probably depends on how much the, the banter speaks to you. Um, and you it know. speaks a lot to me. So the banter is awesome. The assists <laughs> and helping are not. Um, <laughs> I like that we don't let Joe talk. This is great. Yeah, no. Really I mean, what would he know about God of War and PlayStation? Nothing. Anyway? Probably nothing. nothing. Well, that's oh, the thing. Quick, so, quick, quick note. Quick note. Yeah. Um, 
because I, I don't you were create PlayStation account. Well, I was, and then it makes a good point because I want Joe to be able to really share his thoughts. I'm enjoying this game because I don't have to cover it at all. I haven't read any reviews. I haven't had to tweet about it. I haven't had to cover a damn thing. And that's a nice blessing. Yeah. God Joseph, bless. I'm sorry to cut you off. Well, we got a super no, chat to get to again. Uh, before go. Joe goes. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> this is my new thing. <laughs> Tao in the house with the $5 super chat says, Cast Co-op Crew is back in rotation. Sweet. And Luke let Luke Luke looks less vampiric. Just kidding. Have a great show, guys. Yeah, no, Tao, thank he looks you so very much. vampiric. Ooh, yeah, and, and right now I look vampiric because I'm like way too much light on me, but that's okay. We're yeah. going to move on anyway. But Tao, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. I need a different light because this makes my eyes look super red and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say, can I make something? Uh, Joe, what do you think about Joe. God of War? Have yeah, you played it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. You guys know my thoughts walking in. I thought 2018 is one of my, well, is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, made me care about Kratos, of whom I never cared about, never liked the series. Uh, and God of War Ragnarok's exactly what I want from it, which is a more refined combat, but it's still 2018 at the end of the day in terms of I'm not expecting a racing game. I'm expecting more God of War, which I feel like is a what people are like, it's more God of War 18. I'm like, but didn't you like that game? <laughs> It's like the combat's more refined. Switching from the various weapons is really fun. Mix and matching their abilities feels great. There's so much more customization that makes it so that you can play to the way that you want. It feels way more fast. It feels punchy. Uh, so like right there, I'm like, yeah, this is these are the improvements that I wanted to see from 2018 to its sequel. The one thing that I really liked, and we talked about it on the trophy room with Steve, was um, I think it does one of the best jobs of just not totally sequeling you, where it's like, I lost somehow all of my stuff, and I got to start from the beginning. It's like it does a really good job of picking up where you left off, giving you actual good reasons as to why you may not have the things you have Mm -hmm. um, or why you have the things you have still. And just getting you right in the thick of it. There's a lot of systems that go really or blend really well to each other while you're creating the Kratos that in in, in Atreus team that you want. Um, in terms of the story, I've really liked it so far. In the beginning, I was like, okay, this is this is good. It's gotten to the part where I'm like, yes, this is this is great. I think 2018 may be paced a, a bit better. In, in truth um but i love the themes that it's playing on you know if you beat 2018 it tells you the end of the whole saga it tells you what happens and i think what ragnarok does a really great job of is it plays with the end game of where you're going and it's it's constantly it's constantly diverting your expectations of when you think these big major events are going to happen um, and it subverts your expectations that way in really clever ways where you're just like, okay, no, I, I jive with this. I'm, I was expecting this, but this is equally welcomed. Um, you know, for me, the, the biggest improvement from its predecessor is in the dialogue with the side characters. It's some of my favorite dialogue where sometimes in the boat with Atreus, yeah, I'd kind of zone in, but like, I really want to know more about Brock and Sindri. 
their past. I want to know more about Faye or Freya or all these characters that I'm meeting. And I think Ragnarok does a far better job doing that with its dialogue, where it truly feels like it knows these characters, it's comfortable with these characters, and doesn't need to uh, needlessly experiment with them. Uh, I feel like all these characters are making choices that make, for the most part, sense. Uh, so I I love the dialogue and the side quests work. You talk about like experimenting or, or taking things from other games. The side quests to me are actually more like optional Ghost of Tsushima quests, side quests, where the major side quests were, hey, let's dive into more of this character and this level will be about them. God of War Ragnarok does that too. And I feel like in more meaningful ways where you're getting even more out of Kratos that you thought you didn't have to have, but you got it. Um, you're, you're diving more into all these characters and they feel more developed. You, you feel rewarded because the, they're them as a character are more developed once you get out of that, that side mission. So I'll say that the side missions are great. I don't, you know, people are really amping it up. Like it has to be better than Witcher three. Again, I halfway through Witcher three, I would, tend to disagree but say that these side quests are really meaningful um but at the end of the day you know one of the the reasons why Ains doesn't like it is the reason why i love it so you know i do love the that i feel like it has a pretty good pace there are times where it definitely could be better but it's hey here's this fight sequence here's this puzzle to solve and while you're solving this puzzle here's some exposition uh and then back to the combat and i feel like at times, it loses itself. Sometimes there's way too many puzzles. I'm like, this is... <clears throat> I want to go back to hitting things with my axe, please. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's halfway through. It's just like, okay, 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 okay. We're going to give you your axe and your, and your whatever you have you uh, mm-hmm. and start wailing on stuff. Um, there are some Spider-Man-esque sequences that I, I uh, appreciate that they went for, but I still don't think they necessarily nail. And those are the parts where I get bored. Uh, there are some. There are some scenes. There, there's one level to me that feels like a 40 minute monologue, mm-hmm. and that's where I feel like if I'm putting the controller down, yikes! And I'm putting I put the controller down uh, at those parts because I I didn't want to deal with them in that moment. Hmm. I think what what's interesting to me as I play it and again less time than you, uh, I'm feeling way too much Uncharted in it yes too much puzzle thank you. too much i was just climbing. gonna say it's puzzles and climbing what am i this is god of war what am i yeah. doing and i don't like that because i'm goddamn kratos like <laughs> you're telling me i can't one part is jump. gonna be very uncharted that's actually another part that i don't like because i'm like i'm spending 10 minutes up here and this is i believe an obvious loading screen where i would have liked the climbing in truth to be more like death stranding it's like let me scan this wall Here's the things I can, you know, let me fail while I'm climbing, right? Mm-hmm. Let me let me figure out this puzzle. Instead, it's like, we're going to guide you through this long tunnel while this person yells at you from below. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. So I understand that critique. Well, I have, it, oh, go ahead. So, sorry, just to add to that, Luke, is and that goes back to what I was saying about Templity. It's like, all right, so now I've got Horizon. I've got God of War. I've got Uncharted. I've got ghost i'm climbing things i'm jumping ledge to ledge i'm solving puzzles like again these are all completely different ips and characters yet why am i doing the same gameplay in each of them 
I'm moving things to get to another area. Like, come on. There's a, there's a, a quite a bit of it. It's easy, I think, to pick on it in God of War because to me, the first game did so much to revolutionize the character yeah. and, and put that stamp of quality uh, on PlayStation. I think that even it, that it really hadn't gotten for all the Last of Us, for all the Spider Mans, God of War, because it was a complete reinvention of an established IP. It showed that PlayStation could evolve in a way that PlayStation's kind of struggled to evolve uh, quite a bit, I think, in this last generation and a half. And so, because they, they started real strong PS4. Um, right. I really feel like they, they changed a lot. And they, we saw the fruits of those labors in those subsequent IP that Ains listed. Um, but in Ragnarok, despite all the things being more refined, like Last of Us 2, I think it could have benefited from an editor to say, hey, do we? is this uh and again i'm four to five hours in but i, I would did s- note I'm i would say it last of Us part two needed an editor because the director was sorry neil love you up his own ass yeah this game's just very dense the things that i feel like there's two sections that you could argue shouldn't exist because it feels more like busy work mm-hmm. than reaching the main goal there are two levels in and i feel like it, it it because some of it feels like busy work it depends on if you like that level or not like there is one level that is definitely busy work but i loved it because it was so much fun so i don't mind it being there but mm-hmm. one of it did feel like i was eating vegetables gotcha <laughs> yeah. I, I did note in in xcp this past week though turning on god of war ragnarok made me absolutely desperate for that level of quality from some Xbox IP. And it's an apples and oranges comparison because when you look at Forza Horizon, when you look at Sea of Thieves, and you look at Halo Infinite, none of them are trying to be a God of War-esque, Ghost of Tsushima-esque, or third-person narrative. Yeah. 100%. And the quality in the games that I just listed, top tier across all of their mediums. But there is something that feels different when you look at that just the start screen of God. Of You're War. not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's, no, a, there, can... there's an element to the the top tier PS first party games that and is, I, tan, it's I, tangible. I want that. There were moments of Halo Infinite that briefly just hinted at that, and I want, I want that. I want yeah, I think, gears uh, of. I think Gears of War sorry. is actually a perfect IP to do this with, to give the actual, truly the God of War treatment where you're climbing where you're solo or with one other person and you're exploring and then you're fighting enemies kind of in in uh, small groups at various times. I think a Gears-style game where you're scavenging weapons and you're in that world, but you're not playing the bro shooter Gears of War. I think the world of Gears is perfect for it. But we need a game like that existing on, Halo, uh, on, a, on, on an Xbox platform that is special and i i really don't think avowed starfield redfall any of those that we've listed or the the highly rated pentiment outer worlds any of those come close to what i'm talking about no they're very different they're definitely different i think that i think that gears 5 was an attempt to go that direction and it succeeded in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um i think halo infinite has some of the best cinematics and there's other aspects of that game which are utterly brilliant. Um, but to your point, um, 
there is something about just the top tier PS first party that they've kind of nailed. And I think, I think that that has to do with a number of factors. One, they have great cross development among their studios. Um, they have a lot of uh, excellent kind of optimization and shared tech. And this was all, we've talked about this before. This is all things that are um, started to be planted or seeded in the PlayStation three generation. It's taken a long time. And we saw the fruits of that begin to happen in the PS4 era, as you said. Um, I think that, that also, though, on the counter may be why some of it feels samey at times. Uh, it's because there is a lot of cross-development. There is a lot of shared resources. There are a lot of shared kind of thought processes and optimization. So it's, you know, you take the good with the bad, I guess. I, one other thing, I know we've talked about God of War a lot already. One other thing I'd want to credit it for is I love, um, I'm a big fan of mythology and and the kind of old gods, if you will. Um, and the the Norse structure, I said this about 2018 as well, but so far I've seen even cooler things in Ragnarok, is yeah. uh, they do a really good job about honoring what the kind of gods were really like. I was actually talking to Bert yesterday about this, and he loves like the um, the Marvel movies. Like, he, you know, you know, I'm not a big fan, yeah. but he loves them, like loves them. But he's like, I hate what they did to Thor. I hate, you know, the representation of the characters in kind of the comics is not what they were in the mythology. And, you know, we were talking about how much we love, you know, the Thor in this game. And I I don't want to spoil any others, you know, that everyone knows Thor's in it because it's advertised. But there's others that come up. Yes. There's there's others like there's one that came in earlier today when I was playing any. Well, they came onto the screen. I'm like, is that? Because I know a lot of the gods, yeah. Um, and it sure it was, and I was like, "That's awesome!" Like, and they, it's just yes. really, really cool. So, I yeah, um, I again, learn a lot uh, from the game. It teaches what, you a lot. What I dropped my Bob goddamn Bob. thingy, Bob. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what they do with these characters? Now I got to find a new thingy, Bob, to play with. Um, yeah, they they know them <laughs> again. Like that's that's my favorite. Like the story to me is. Yeah, and the character development that that you see on screen is is what's really what was keeping me in uh in the first half and now that i'm in the latter half i'm like yes this is i can't wait to see the clash um so i i'm i'm really digging ragnarok and listen you know i feel like someone in the comments has said it or will say it you know when it comes to like things like elden ring right like yeah there are definitely bosses where i'm like this is this is a boss from bloodborne this is a boss from dark souls 3 and you've mixed them together but i feel like the the thing that elden ring does so well is a it's level design it's goddamn superb and it uses those things in in a in a more i guess refreshing way than i feel like what you guys say you know uh, is is more templatedy than uh you know that you see in a in a playstation game which i understand the critique because yeah enough climbing <laughs> i definitely understand yeah. that um again there's definitely the god of war like, i killed Ares I, I, and jumped <laughs> off a mountain and handled it <laughs> yeah 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 i just think like i don't know i i said earlier i don't know if you guys think this is fair um and i'm to be honest you've actually got me more excited to play more joe since we've been talking as has the chat so thank you because knowing that it does improve and the side quest gets yeah. better and there's more gods in characters and like, i'm not I'm here to tell you to it's better that. than the witcher 3 i think that was a uh i'd say a mistake tweak tweet but that was definitely i think raised some people's expectations to be like it has to hit here because i know how much witcher 3 means to you Ains, and i'm like it's not hitting oh it, 
I'm at the point now where when I see someone say that, I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I just exactly. move past it because it's not going to happen. If, um, it, it, it make me feel nice. It's awesome. <laughs> but I think um, I said this earlier, and I, I don't know if it's fair. We'll see. I'm not judging. We I preach all the time more than anyone. Don't judge a game until you fully played it. And I'm not going to put a final judgment on Ragnarok until I get much farther and finish it. Um, but for the larger conversation that we're talking about um, for God of War and uh, yeah, Ghost to a degree, maybe Horizon, you know, some of the others, um, they feel they're starting to feel a little kind of um, like a spectacle to me. They put a lot of emphasis on the cinematics, the big bombastic moments. You get a lot of those. There's those scenes in this game, just like 2018, just like Uncharted, where it's like 30 seconds of falling through a wall and down a mountain and crashing. And they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. They're awesome. But it's spectacle. Um, and I just feel like a lot of a lot of these uh, PS first party games are really kind of they're they're keeping it surface level a lot of the times and not giving me a lot of depth. Um, if I could for good say, or, for good or bad, maybe I do and, like, yeah. go ahead. I do like how they break the fourth. They when they break the fourth wall, if it like there's a Kojima moment in that first hour, and I'm just like, you son. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. They did that a few more times, and I'm like, this is this is clever. We're having fun. I like this. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. So let me. You guys, you can tell me I'm crazy. Tell me it's a good and apt comparison or not. Here's what I said on our Discord earlier today. Sign up for the Season Gaming Discord. We hang out over sure. there and talk. Um, but I said that. I'm starting to feel like these games are the Marvel movie comparison of the gaming industry in sure. that they are hugely popular. They make tons of money and overwhelmingly people love them. Um, but for me, and I'm sure I'm not alone. There's others like me, right? They, they don't, they're not deep enough. They don't have enough kind of character or depth to really make me cherish them. Um, and they just don't do it for me. And i that's the feeling I'm starting to get from these games. So for me, I feel like the, I'm with you until we get to the like the characters. Because I feel like that, like I love okay. Jin. I love Aloy. I need to play more then. I love. I need to play more. I love uh, Kratos and Boy. Um, but like that's, and boy. but I think you're right there. I do think like, the, I, I think the, to, to make that comparison, I think is, is one you can make. This is definitely the the mcu of gaming because yeah it's a spectacle it's it relies on its cinematics and i think it it comes to what you're into for the most part and not to say that all of them like returnal's fantastic it's not that but returnal's that, completely Xbox is totally the dc because yeah. they make some really good and some pure crap. <laughs> 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 for every the like, batman you're getting a <laughs> yeah but you know there are there are gameplay ass games and then there are these spectacles where it's like yeah you it, I'm watching. Um, I'm watching the theater. <laughs> yeah, and, and I it, think they're somewhere in the middle that these Sony games <laughs> are hitting. It's hilarious, right? Because I literally just came off of reviewing Pentiment, which is about as far apart from Ragnarok as you could possibly be. You've got one game that is literally a town in two dimensions. You're walking around, and it's completely narrative. There's no gameplay. The entire game is narrative conversations. And then over here, you've got the biggest spectacle blockbuster release. And they're two drastically different things. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying that, you know, I feel like there's a lot of kind of enjoyment I'm going to get out of Ragnarok and seeing what's unfolding on the screen and the cinematics and everything we just talked about. But it's not going to give me the residual feeling afterwards. Maybe. I don't know. Um that pentiment did and it's kind of narrative arc on life and religion and 
you know, uh, family and you know what I mean? It's like, they're just, there's different experiences in gaming. And quite frankly, to end this on a positive note, that's, what's awesome about games is because you can love them both. Exactly. Yeah. And that's great. Cause like Pentiment is a game that I'm like, I'm gonna check out. <laughs> yeah. Not, and it's that's fine. And it's, yeah. it is for you. And like, uh, you know, again, Ragnarok is, um, is, is definitely shaping up to be one of my favorite sequels. Awesome. Uh, be- By the way, yeah. to back you up here, Joe. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, so again, Bri- there's one Bri- character that I really want to like talk about, but can't. Sorry, uh, I was going to say for our audio listeners, uh, Bri Bri in the chat said, I think you'll be surprised by the depth of the side characters later on, which is awesome. I hope I am, genuinely. Yeah. So, yeah. good. Yeah, and they just need to make a Brock and Sindri game because Those I think the dialogue, cool. yeah, the dialogue, ex- uh, I'll say one, one thing. There's, there's a level with Brock that I... I think it may be one of my favorite levels just because of his dialogue alone. He's, he's by the way, so I know you got hilarious. this. You guys got this too, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah right. This is yeah, yeah. this is a very cool collector's edition item. Um, it's heavier than I expected, which is good because most CE stuff's pretty cheap. It's actually yeah. got a nice little cloth handle, man. This is this is cool, and I love that you can put it like they made it so you can put it down, kind of like that. You yeah. know, it's awesome. So yeah, very cool. Um, and Joe beat me to the tweet the day that I was I was literally going to tweet. I'm worthy. You beat me to it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was yeah, good. Man. I, I I'm loving Ragnarok, and uh, I I feel just so lucky because like I, I I I've been saying this. I'm a broken record, but like in one year, mm. I got a really good sequel from a game that I, I think is one of my favorites of all time, and Ragnarok will be right there, hopefully by the time I finish it. And the same exact time, I got Elden Ring made by my favorite developer which will end up being one of my favorite games of all time Mm -hmm. like i'm editing the trophy room award show right now um or doing the promo of it and just hearing the music of elden ring i'm like god damn i want to go back like i was like yes this is i watched i watched a 30 minute game design video on elden ring the other day it just came up on my feed so youtube did Mm -hmm. something right for once and i was like game design you know maker whatever the channel was it had tons of followers and uh, I was like, let me check this out. And they went into a deep dive on the world building that um, Elden Ring did. And all the memories of playing it came back. And I was like, God damn, that game is incredible. Like, that yeah. game is untouchable for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. Um, also, damn, that's up one... for best narrative. What do you guys think about that? Have you seen this? Have you heard about that's this? That's a stupid choice. That's a stupid choice. I think it's a really bad decision to give it best narrative. And I love Elden Ring like you guys. But I remember I had to, I needed help. In a lot of that, um, yes. yeah, and it's one you it's, definitely have to search for. I, I agree; it, it shouldn't be narrative. No, like there's a lot that's fantastic, and to me, it's the game of the year thus far. Um, to me, it's the it's the best game of the year. I would put it above God of War, mind you. Again, can I can I can I say it? Am I allowed, or should do you guys think I should save it for the award show that I do? Save save it, please. Save your thoughts on that one. But I, but as best narrative seems a very straight. Like you shouldn't have to be consistently googling in order to understand you shouldn't need the lore videos to understand <laughs> so i'm laughing because idea. um i'm laughing because uh it's become a debate online as you said and there's people saying it it makes sense there's other people saying it absolutely does not and steve who writes for season gaming um flipped out about it he's like this should not be up for best narrative and um I, I posted someone from ign i don't know some some big content creator was like here's why it does belong in best narrative and talked about the world building and how the player can track down, 
you know, the characters and all of that, uh, you know, so wherever you stand, I don't really have a dog in the fight either way. Um, but I, I guess what I would ask you guys counter, because I don't know where I stand on this is the point. The one guy was trying to make is people think of narrative in games as um, a linear experience that delivers you the narrative to you. Mm-hmm. Like it Correct. delivers it to you. Correct. A- 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 was that for us, Joe? I'm sorry. No, no. I, I, I'm yelling. Did you? <laughs> okay. I thought I muted my mic. I, I was, I was yelling because someone's cheering on the dog. I'm so I'm sorry. If, I thought I muted it. <laughs> no, you did mute. I just, okay. I saw you. So it anyway. Um, that's what he said. And he's like, that's not necessarily what narrative should be defined as. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I don't know where I fall on this spectrum. Um, and I'm the big, you guys know me. I'm the biggest Elden Ring defender probably right. out there. But even I, even I'm like. I don't think I'd put it in best narrative. Like, no. I just, I don't know. I don't think it has to be spoon fed to you or like you're on this ride. Like, you know, I, I think uh, like Pulp Fiction is a fantastic movie. That, that thing starts and it's all over the place, right? It technically <laughs> starts at the end or ends in the start. Who knows? And like Ragnarok does that too. It's like, we're going to tell you the main plot points of this thing and how everything ends bef- before you even press start. Um, so oh, and they kill any spoiler from the first game immediately oh yeah first immediately boom so you know it doesn't have to be spoon-fed to you it could be this you know it could be more nebulous but even then it's like guys if we have to piece together if we're excited for the next what is it vate video drop that's gonna explain to me the lore of you know whoever it's like well that's not great so like yeah no like i love bloodborne and i love the world that it's built i'm gonna sit here and tell you that's one of my favorite stories of all time absolutely not uh so yeah no i think from software is i love them because they're nebulous but that's also like i'm not remembering these stories because they're nebulous you know i think a good a good example of a game that does that stuff well the Mm -hmm optional narrative the go and explore elements i think oddly enough the witcher 3 which side note very excited for that next gen update coming in in a little yes. under a month um really hoping i have ragnarok done because i have a mm-hmm. i, I want to play i want to play sonic frontiers no apologies i like game ass games um i want to play that hopefully it gets patched it's supposed to be good sonic frontiers i mean people it, it's generally yeah. positive comments about it and I'm the guy that likes video gamey video games, right? Yeah. Pentiment, yeah. not for me. I want the I like the button clicky fun. Tra- Travis reviewed it and Hogue talked about it. They both played a lot. They they said they literally described it as that. If you love just a fun video game, it's awesome. That's it. Yeah. I, that's, it looks like Starlink of all games, like in, in a lot of ways. Like just turn my mind off and go. I like that. Yeah. Um, so The Witcher 3 does that idea of non-linear narratives if you yeah. want that very yep. well and i would put witcher 3's narrative up amongst the best the fir- far none the some of the stories in cyberpunk some of the stories in god of war uh, 2018 it's just does a really good job at telling stories eldering yeah. does not do a good job at telling stories eldering is a game where you have a story because of what you experience through immaculate gameplay uh, you guys are the types to do multiple playthroughs i played through Elden Ring once and my build was me it was my it was my build I'm not going back to that game for years and when I go back it'll be a completely new experience for me because I'll have forgotten how to play it 
Oh God, the, I my, can see the DMs already. But my stories are my <laughs> stories. It wasn't that game story. I don't know who's a what's it. Um, was I an Elden an Elden Lord when I chose one of the endings? No, but I beat the <laughs> game. But so yeah, you know what I mean. Like just very obscure it's very cryptic. Yeah, there's yes, too much there good go. about Elden Ring to demean it by saying that the narrative is also on that level. It's not. There is a brilliant world that is built, but that is not narrative. Yeah. I don't think that's the same thing. It kind of goes back to, oh gosh, we had a conversation at the very beginning of the show, boys, where we took, we compared two things that are great, but they weren't necessarily you know, the same. The whole being in the front. <laughs> yeah, that was it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it actually hurts Elden Ring to say it's got a great narrative. There's too much that's good about it that it needs to be celebrated. Audio design, gameplay, level design, world building, enemy design, uh, different uh, depth of builds that you can do with your character. To say that it has the best story? No, you're actually taking attention away from the stuff that matters the most about a game like that. Um, I, I, that's my yeah, I, I, I'd push back slightly, but not a lot. <laughs> yeah um sure. and we don't have to stay on it but yeah i think i think it, it has decent narrative if you are the type of person who's willing to seek it out and piece together things which could in itself be argued that that's not decent narrative um so it's it's very different i think from most games we consider good narrative but i i generally agree that as much as i love elden ring and i love it pretty much more than anything um that's probably one of the weakest aspects of it the world building the lore the the things that are in the game that do connect together which touch on narrative i would say are brilliant if you really get into them but i think its delivery does hurt it to a degree in that sense and that's true of all from games i mean they've all they've almost all been like that to the to a degree elden ring's just a hell of a lot bigger and broader yeah um to close out our show, boys, because we are starting, we, we are kind of hitting that. Yeah, point. I was gonna say, I, I gotta go night now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to go night? Oh, never mind. Um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> what were you can only see the first part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guys that couldn't hear the second part. <laughs> um, uh, I've played a lot of games this year that are by no means game of the year contenders. Um, yeah, and I just want to know like one or two games, just off the. I don't want to no big conversation, just. One or two games that you've enjoyed this year that maybe people should play uh, that maybe aren't going to get a nomination or just stuff that you've liked. I I really liked Inscription and I need to go back. Okay. I think cool. everybody should play Cult of the Lamb because it's great. I got a mm. shout out. Okay. Uh, Nobody Saves the World. I think that game's also really freaking fantastic. Uh, a lot of indies this year that I was so surprised that I, I actually got into because I'm usually not an indie dude, but looks like I am. I just needed a more dry year for AAA games to really appreciate them more. Mm -hmm. So yeah. cool. Okay. And you got a couple. I'm literally looking through my achievements, as you can probably see on my reflection, right. to try and see if there's anything that jumps out. Obviously, I mean, oh, there is question. one that's obvious. Uh, as, as, you, as you look for stuff. As you look for stuff. Let's, let's relax. Um, <laughs> does The Witcher 3 update have new trophies and achievements or same achievements and trophies? I think it's the same because it's a, it, a free sucks. update. They they have a that presentation sucks. next week about it. In the press release, it did not say anything about new achievements. Shit. All right. Um, I don't want to play that know, game on really hard. PlayStation might be because they have to do oh, different updates. 
updates or whatever. All right, uh, and tell me some games you liked this year, bud. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, so Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was awesome, cool. uh, especially if you like the Borderlands universe. Uh, I would also highly recommend Rogue Legacy 2. I think that is honestly my highest rated game of the year that I've reviewed or played at a nine and a half. Um, absolutely incredible game. Um, yeah, I'll go with those two. Cool. Uh, I, I do want to spotlight some from the chat uh, as well. Uh, while we're pick, while we're snagging a few of those, uh, I really loved Shredder's Revenge. I thought that was a great yes. game uh, this God, year. Yes, didn't get a lot of love. Um, recency bias aside, I've really enjoyed Gotham Knights, and I've seen a lot of people that have, and that's been kind of cool because of all the discourse around it. Um, I've seen, I because I guess because I was talking about loving it, I've seen a lot of people come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, I'm loving it as well." I know our buddy Suddy Joe is is loving it. Um, a lot of problems with it, but I'm enjoying it. Solstice. There's dozens of you. Dozens. Yeah. It's not like Avengers. I think there's a lot more than Avengers. Um, I can't wait to uh, listen. If there's a Black Friday sale and that thing's 40 bucks, I'll, I'll jump on that. I think that's a great price for that game. And yeah. and it'll be, you'll know not to go in wanting an Arkham game. Exactly. That's the biggest the biggest thing is it because it, no, don't do that. It, that's, it our, that's what our reviewer said too. He said, Steve, he said, if that's the biggest thing hurting it is that people want the Arkham game and it's not. If um I wrote that, you know, I wrote that other review. I did send it to Elu, by the way. But he, cool. He never mentioned it. He uh, not to put things out there. He has been extremely sick. Um, mm -hmm. he has not been on our Discord. He has not been on games. He has not tweeted. Uh, I've been talking to him offline because you know I know him well. Um, but yeah. he's been like literally in bed for over a week, week and a half. Okay. Um, okay. so yeah. Well, uh, okay. So. Love Elu. Shout out to him and all the best to him. <laughs> yeah. So if he, um, my point was, if put, he hadn't gotten back to you, he's not getting back to anyone right now. So okay. Well, I don't want to put him on, on blast at all. But if you want that review as a counter or an extra for the site, it's there, um, or you can have it, and I'll. Send okay. It to you. Yeah. Um. Because I because I I just wanted to write about that game. Um. But uh, Solstice was another game that I thought was really good for a double A experience. Uh, Solstice. It, it's a fixed camera PS2 era style game i think if you googled it you'd be like okay i kind of remember that one it had some good moments uh that i really enjoyed for kind of a retro ps2 era style game it just turn your brain off and go and uh i had the devs on xcp and so i enjoyed that shredder's revenge okay. came out this year um, what about a uh, chorus was that this year no chorus and the gunk were both end of last year december yeah okay. and i love those two games chorus and the gunk uh, they would never have made a game of the year because because of their timing. But those are two great games that were very much Luke games uh, as well. Um, so you know, cheers to cheers to all that. And while we're because I do want to pull the chat ones. I just want to <laughs> what Rob Frawley says uh, you're in good company with the twelve people enjoying Gotham Knights. There's an Anthem fan over your right shoulder. He's not wrong. <laughs> Anthem. In fairness, Anthem for Life as well. Uh, and also, <laughs> I'm really excited about it. You can kind of tell. See that Arkham Asylum Batarang? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have every collector's edition for the Arkham games except for Origins now. Like, in, in retro. Like, I went back and I bought them off eBay and stuff. It's the only one I need now is Origins because I love... Those are my favorite game series of all time. And um, Gotham Knights allowed me to enjoy Batman games in a new way. So, cheers. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, let's talk, let's talk about some of these from the chat real quick, uh, if you don't mind. Jupiter's yeah, saying can, he can played... I got one? Can I got oh, one? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Kevin Ainsworth, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? He writes, Tinykin deserves a shout out too if you love platforming collectathons. I do need to try out Tinykin. I've heard good things. I have not played it, but I've heard it's great. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, I'm actually going to write that down because I've heard that as well. It was on the Mega Dads list, and I was like, what is that game? Yep. Uh, Jupiter says uh, he played Carry On for the first time this year before it left Game Pass short. Really liked it. Heard great things about that. A couple people, including Kev and Bree said nobody saves the world. That's right. Dope. Uh, and we do get Evil West next week, Oof. which uh, a lot of people are looking forward to. I know. Are you reviewing that one? I have not gotten, I've not heard a thing I on that. I am not. And uh, because I was going to, but first, I've been ridiculously busy uh, with other stuff. And second, um, Warzone 2 comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And being the kind of shooter guy I am, I'm ridiculously pumped for that. And I'm going to be writing something up on Warzone 2. So I, I'm, Long story short, no, I'm not doing Evil West. Gotcha. I paying to request out for review, never heard back and didn't pursue because next I want to play Sonic. And I want to yeah, play what I want to play now. Exactly. Like I'm, just, I'm just grounded. Oh, Mariota Papa saying grounded. 13 million players. Uh Obsidian, man. Obsidian. They are what have I been saying for years now. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's they're Obsidian they're and Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah. Exactly. I, oh, damn it. They don't miss. Nice. Have y'all, y'all been saying that? Because I thought I thought of that. Have y'all been saying that? No, I think a lot of us have saying that. Have honestly. you? Okay. No, I, I thought I was the first that. one that coined like, it, I think. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, I'm what a seriously, guys. Serious, like uh real talk, Ainsley Bowden. Yeah, real talk. Man, real talk. I've been eating good lately in terms of games that yeah, I wanted to play. You you remember uh, <laughs> I have been a little you remember in February, like uh all of us were like everything's getting delayed 2022 is gonna be boring for games and it's like uh i think we were all pretty much wrong about that the best part is i'm enjoying stuff i didn't expect like this year i got i played cyberpunk it's been long talked about um but i played games that are older i'm able to play a lot of newer stuff i'm also doing a better job at saying no to Mm. games i'm not like i didn't sit through a game that I wouldn't be a bit like it wouldn't have benefited me to write a review on as dusk falls. I didn't like mm. it. Yeah, like I like reviewed, it. I played five, six, seven, eight hour, whatever when I played for it. I gave review impressions, but like I'm not sitting through that anymore. You're not coming yeah. to me for that. You know, you're coming to me for, for your Gotham Knights, for your, your punchy shooty game. Your your that's just what I want to do. Um, and we've just been, there's too much <clears throat> enjoyment out there. Yeah, someone uh, responded to me because I did the Pentiment review and and video and we did a lot of coverage on it. Um, But someone came to me and said, uh, I played like half an hour or an hour and uh, it's a a lot of reading uh, and said, I, you know, I'll come back to it and see. And I told him, I said, the entire game is reading, Mm -hmm. like literally the entire thing. And he said, Mm -hmm. "Okay, I'm probably not going to go back to it. I said, cool. You know, it's not for you. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Literally in the review guide that we were sent from Obsidian for Pentiment, there's a message from Josh Sawyer who directed the game and wrote it. And he basically said he knows this game is not for everyone, uh, mm-hmm. but for the people who do enjoy it, you know, we hope that they enjoy what we put together. And every game's like that. There's there's too many games and too little time in our lives to play stuff because someone else thinks it's good. Like, mm-hmm play what you enjoy it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks it's the simplest of concepts doesn't matter what it's rated it doesn't matter nothing nothing else matters play what you enjoy yeah yep fully agree fully agree and boys in two weeks we'll we'll have a lot more to talk about 
two weeks. I sure. hey, I've nailed it the past two. You know what? You know what? <laughs> if the people knew why I didn't go in there, they'd be on my side. All right. Would they? Jeez. Would they? Jeez. Jeez. Blood's on your hands after all. <laughs> God damn, dude. God. Oh man. All right. <laughs> so if you yeah, I turned real red on that one too. Um, if you're wondering, Joe is a absolutely terrible person. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Man. Oh god. Yeah. Ragnarok's coming, Joe. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. So uh guys, let's go ahead and wrap up. I'm gonna point you to my content first, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Insipid Ghost. Of course, you can find uh, the Xbox expansion pass on YouTube and all your podcast services really. And truly, I would love for you to do two things for me on YouTube. Check out the most recent episode where I interviewed Colin Moriarty, not about his gaming career uh, or, or kind of funny or last stand or anything, but about his involvement as a co-owner and creative lead for Lily Mo games. That was a really, really interesting conversation that I enjoyed. Um, I'll also point you to YouTube shorts. Give me feedback on that guys. If anyone's willing to watch them, click the like button, uh, but give me feedback. I would love that because I'm trying to explore another outlet of creativity that's not a, a high-maintenance production level. Um, and if that's a, something people enjoy, let me know. I would really appreciate that. Um, and for upcoming interviews, you can look at some of the most recent non-AAA games coming out. I've got stuff in the works <laughs> for those. Maybe. Maybe some stuff that we've talked about on this show. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, we. Uh, um, Ains. Oh, it's Ains. Ains, what you got on the, the season gaming docket, buddy? Uh, by the way, Bree Bree says, to be fair, I checked out Anthem because of season gaming and got a great experience for eight bucks. Win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a check mark, Bree Bree? Did you get a check mark? <laughs> no, he means he bought. Oh, yeah, I get you. I loved Anthem. God, I loved Anthem. I know, I'm so excited good. for Iron um, Man because I loved Anthem. Uh, oh. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, so I uh, um, we just started channel memberships here. So uh, we we're moving away from Patreon to channel memberships. There's a big message I wrote on Patreon. You can read why. Uh, so if you enjoy the content here, there's two tiers. There's one ninety nine or four ninety nine. The four ninety nine tier uh, will get you things like early access to the stuff we used to do on Patreon, which is interviews, uh, concept videos on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, etc., and stuff like that. So check that out uh, if you like to be a part of that. Um, I did review Pentiment, as I've said on the show. We did do a written review and a video review. Both are live, obviously, non-spoiler. So you can check that out if you're interested in it. Um, other than that, um, you know, just check out Season Gaming as always. And the big cast is live at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sundays as always. So that's about it. Pass it to you, Joe. Oh, wait, Rob. Rob had a $10 super chat. Let's get that before. Rob, Rob did this at the end of Big Cast, too. You're too generous, Rob. Thank you very much, man. He's a ten dollars super chat. Just ten bucks to support season gaming. No need to squeeze in at the end on screen. We already did. We already done it. We already done it. Yeah, it's on the screen now. It's gonna stay there too. Go ahead, Joe. So listen, I would love to shout out myself at Mr. Babbitt on Twitter as long as that platform still exists, and at PS Trophy Room on Twitter as long as that still exists as well. And the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players that you can check out each and every Thursday. I would love to do that, but I would just like to give you all an update on where my fantasy. critic league is versus the xbox drive um you know we gave them pentiment because we felt really really bad that they picked uh scorn and valkyrie elysium wow Their pentiment cinem- was a nice surprise for them then uh yeah it really was they actually absolutely needed it they're at 213 uh okay. they, we're at 249 so you know 
blowout. 36 plus. Yeah, it's it's about to be. Guys, what do we think Pokemon's going to rate? High. You think High. in mid 80s? That's probably about right. What what the last yeah. 15 rate? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know I didn't even know the, I, the, like Poke like I what wouldn't I wouldn't have thought so until speaking to Hogue because of his daughters and Travis last week who's a Pokemon fan and they whew, I got a quick 10 minute education on Pokemon so this one's going to be a okay. blockbuster. Right. So we're at 249. Uh so whatever, you know, gains they made with Pentiment, that's going to surely eat that up. So uh second Sean Capri, you're the worst person I've ever met. I'm only kidding. I love you. I didn't mean all those rude things, but you know, it is what it is. You guys suck. So and I can't Pokemon- I can't wait the host Pokemon of the Xbox R- Drive in 2023. That's what <laughs> the bet is. Pokemon RC- Arceus was 83. Arceus. Okay, there you go. All right, there you go. Uh, Elon's butthole is in the front. And uh, with all that said, with all that other way, everybody. Keep... Who uh, who, who yeah. has Callisto? Nobody? Me. Oh, you have Callisto? Okay, cool. Yeah, th- those I think are the final two games. Pokemon and Callisto. They have... Oh, against each other? No, no, no. We have Pokemon and Callisto on our list. They have... Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Final Fantasy Reunion, and if it still comes out, River City Girls. But that's been okay. So the blowout's going to get bigger, is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. it really it's getting embarrassing for them. Anyway, uh, keep keep uh, keep keep keep. Sorry, it's out of frame. Keep oh my my headset. Uh, keep cast keep casting keep ca- <clears throat> keep casting co- <clears throat> co-op. <laughs>